You're listening to Matt Loves Cameras. I almost dropped an X-Pan. No, that's not a joke. It's the truth. In July last year, podcaster, photographer, and Sunny 16 helper, Matthew Joseph, flew up to Brisbane for a few days with his X-Pan, and we met up for a photo walk. Matthew gave me his X-Pan to shoot with when the incident occurred. Was it my clumsiness that almost saw a legendary camera smash to the floor of the Queensland Gallery of Modern Art? Or was it Matthew's inability to put on a camera strap properly? Keep listening and find out. Also keep listening for details of a new plastic camera pano challenge. I'm Matt Murray and this is Matt Loves Cameras. Film cameras. Instant cameras. And everything analogue photography related. friends how are you i hope you are well wherever you are all around the world it's been a busy two or three weeks for me since the last episode i have been busy at home busy at work i had to go down to on a work trip to the city of newcastle in new south wales uh, just for the one night two days one night it's about an hour flight south of Brisbane. So that was a really good work trip, really interesting to meet a lot of different people uh, from different offices on the uh, east coast of Australia. It was very cool. And uh, of course, I took some film cameras with me. So uh, I took my Olympus Stylus loaded with HP5. I took my Canon Prima AS1, the underwater camera, loaded up with Agfa Vista Plus 400. And I took my trusty little Voigtlander Vito C, one of the world's smallest 35mm cameras, which I've reviewed on this podcast as well. And that's got some Lomo 800 in. So I stayed the night in Newcastle in a little hotel there. And uh, in the next morning, about six o'clock, I got up early, got my cameras, and I got an Uber down to the beach. And that was really nice. It was a bit overcast, um, but I saw a big, massive sort of coal ship. Newcastle's a big coal port. So I saw this massive coal ship move out of the harbour with all these tugboats around it. That was pretty cool. And then I walked around the lighthouse down this beach and went down to uh, some ocean baths. So ocean baths are a very Australian thing. It's basically a pool right next to the sea and the pool fills up with seawater. So it's open air kind of pool. Uh, Very, very cool places, very historic places, very, very cool places to take some photos. So I went there and then I got some um, breakfast. I got a a nice cup of coffee, got a nice flat white on the beach, a nice little place called the kiosk, I think it was called. And I got an egg and bacon roll. Oh my gosh, that egg and bacon roll. That was superb. (laughs) And uh, just as I went back to walk back to the hotel then before uh, I had to get ready for the day, and go to meetings and all that. It started raining, of course. It started pouring, in fact. So I got absolutely soaked like a drowned rat. But my cameras were all safe in my backpack. So later that afternoon, after all the work meetings, I went back to the airport. And um, just as I was leaving Newcastle Airport, kind of wasn't in a rush, but I didn't have a lot of time. I had to go through the outbound scanners at the airport. Now, usually I just put my bag through, no problem at all, because I think the fastest film I had was the the Lomo 800, but I just put it through the scanners. When we got to Newcastle, I thought, hmm, this scanner looks a little bit different to the one in Brisbane and Sydney and Melbourne. What is this scanner? 
And of course, guess what kind of scanner it was, my friends? It was a CT scanner. And uh, I hadn't finished any of my film. It was all still in the cameras. I thought, well, you know, am I going to get away with giving my cameras to them for hand inspection? I thought, no chance. I just, I didn't want to argue. I didn't want to um, make a scene, obviously, in front of my work colleagues. So I just put my bag through and gritted my teeth. Um, But I'm actually wondering now whether those three rolls of film are going to be okay or not. Um, So we'll see. We'll see. Hopefully that'll be okay. I'll have some usable images on there. You know, some of the research coming out of the the States right now, I think Kodak tested some of their portrait film through the new American CT scanners and the results weren't great. Uh, But my gosh, I'm just hoping that my three films (laughs) that I really lovingly took photos uh, on these cameras, on these three films, I hope they're going to be okay. Just a quick recap. I'm Matt Murray. I'm a photographer and camera enthusiast from sunny Brisbane in Australia. This podcast is all about analog photography. In many episodes of the podcast, I review a different film or instant camera, telling you about its history, its features, what it's like to use and what kind of photos you can expect from it. In today's episode, episode 27 of Matt Loves Cameras, it's an episode about the Hasselblad X-Pan where I interview and chat to an expan expert. That's very hard to say. Mr. Matthew Joseph out of Melbourne, Australia. Of course, Matthew is a podcaster. He is a photographer and he's also a very big help to the Sunny 16 podcast. Now, I can't really call this episode a review because uh, I did actually borrow Matthew's X-Pan last year and shot a couple of rolls through it. So we're talking about the X-Pan quite a lot and photos that I took on the X-Pan, but it's not really a review because I only had it for a couple of hours. Also in this episode, I've got the very first Matt Loves Cameras Mastermind Quiz Challenge, where I quiz Matthew Joseph with 30 X-Pan questions. So keep tuned, keep tuned, stay tuned to find out how Matthew did. And also towards the end of the podcast, we launch the Matt Loves Cameras Plastic Pano Challenge. So keep listening for that. So on a sunny July day last year, Matthew Joseph came up to Brisbane. I think he came up for a gig uh, to see a gig and take photos of the gig and all that kind of stuff. Um, So he actually said to me, I think he said something to me like, are you into heavy metal bands? And I said, "Mm, I'm probably more into Wham than heavy metal. So not really. Uh, So I think that put the kibosh on any invite that I had to the to the concert. Um, but we did meet up the next day after the concert on the Saturday. We met outside the Queensland Gallery of Modern Art, which is a very nice art gallery. And it's a very happy hunting ground for Matthew. He loves taking pictures in the, uh, the Queensland uh, art galleries on South Bank. So, yeah, it was very cool. We met up. Uh, Matthew very graciously gave me his X-Pan. So he had the 30mm lens on the camera. I actually thought it was the 45, but it was the 30 And he said, look, I've put a strap on the camera. So I put it around your neck because I know you're very nervous about this camera and you don't want to drop it. And I said, that's great. Camera strap on the camera, camera strap around my neck, foolproof, brilliant. So we went upstairs, we took an escalator up to the top of the the gallery of modern art. And, uh, you know, my eyesight's not very good these days, guys. Um, Anything within about two meters, six feet, it's kind of fuzzy and I need my glasses on for, and I'd actually taken my glasses off and I kind of glanced down, something felt a bit strange and I sort of glanced down at this camera and it looked like the camera 
strap had only just been fed through the eyelets and hadn't been secured. So it was literally just hanging on this tiny bit of uh, slightly thicker camera strap. And I said, Matthew, is this camera strap on the X-Pan properly? He looked over and uh, I can't actually repeat on air what he said because I don't say any naughty words in this podcast. (laughs) But he grabbed the camera and he was most shocked, upset, insert similar words there. He was really, really kind of almost devastated because the camera strap was not on the camera properly. And I would say, you know, if I kept walking, it would have come off the camera strap and smashed to the ground. So we didn't get off to a very good start, but he uh, he checked the camera strap thoroughly and uh, we went and took some pictures. Now, I didn't know much about the camera and Matthew said, look, do you want me to pre-focus it for you at a hyper-focal distance? And I said, oh yeah, whatever, that's <laughs> fine. I'll just, I'll just go along, your camera, just tell me what to do. So we put a roll of black and white in there and uh, I went around taking photos. So I took one roll of black and white photos, which aren't very good because I think I was mucking around with the focusing and I mucked it up and some of the photos aren't in focus. But then later on, I put a roll of color film in and uh, some of the images from that turned out really nicely and very nice and sharp, beautiful. So uh, we'll be discussing them later on in the podcast. So there you go. I thought I'd just give you some background detail on the incident. I was trying to discuss it when I interviewed Matthew, but he was he was quite reticent to discuss the incident. I think it scarred him mentally and uh, he didn't want to talk about it. So we, we kind of dance around the issue without directly talking about it. So let's get on with the chat. And uh, it's actually recorded on Skype. So it's not up to the usual mediocre recording standards of this podcast. It's a little bit more tinny, the sound, but I hope it's okay. So I am lucky enough to be joined with photographer, podcaster, and Sunny 16 helper, Matthew Joseph, all the way live from Melbourne. How are you, Matthew? I'm great. How are you, Matt? I'm very good. It's very confusing, Matt, Matthew. I I don't know how we're going to get around this. That's exactly why I called you, Matt. (laughs) You have an X-Pan. That is an irrefutable fact. Yes. And how did you, when did you, when did the X-Pan, <laughs> when did the X-Pan first come on your radar? Ninth, it was, the year was 1999. Yeah. Um, I was up to my gills in photography, you know, like just completely surrounding myself with it and sort of learning everything I could, uh, that you could learn from the internet in 1999, um, which was, you know, quite limited due to bandwidth. So there's, there was a lot of reading, Not no YouTube videos, no YouTube tutorials, no podcasts telling me what to do. No, um, uh, yeah, it was it was limited. Can you remember Even, uh, what the go-to resource was back then? Uh, PhotoNet was the go-to okay. resource. Like a forum? Um, yeah, forum, yeah. Philip Greenspun, yeah. I think. Uh, Greenspan, Greenspan, one of them. Um, yep. It was his his website. But I first I I first saw the XPan on Hasselblad's website. They had a XPan.com, and they had this beautiful black, elegant looking website, flash driven pictures of the New York skyline, and uh, and then there were also some uh, uh, documentary looking like uh, fashion photos from New York in there. Mm-hmm. And I 
I saw that and I thought, oh, that's you know, like I like that format. I'd already, yep. I was already shooting panos on my digital camera, little Canon PowerShot A5 Zoom that I paid way too much money for because I was uh, young and had a, a fairly decent job out of high school and didn't pay any rent, so you know. Well, that was new technology and, then, so you probably, yeah, the, that kind of technology then you would have paid a lot of money for, I'm guessing. I paid a thousand dollars Australian for a 0.8 mega megapixel <laughs> digital camera. <laughs> not even a full megapixel. No, not even a full megapixel. They didn't that, megapixels didn't exist at that point. No, it must have been a small pano then. It must have been like a postage, like three postage stamps lined up. Oh uh, no, I used to stitch them together. Okay. You know, like you know, sequential sort of yep. things. Uh, and then I saw this uh, film camera called the X-Pan, and I thought, wow, that looks really cool. That's a sexy-looking camera. And um, then I saw the price, and I went, wow, how am I going to sneak this into the house? And um, Do you remember how much it was back then? Or? Oh, I think it was two. No, I don't officially know, but I think it was about – maybe two and a half grand, maybe two grand US mm. at the time. Yep, that's, what I've, that's the figures I've got from my Googling as well, yeah. Is this coming up in the quiz later? No, that one is <laughs> – that one's not in the quiz. There's, there are many X-Bank Oh, spoiler questions, alert. But not that spoiler one. Spoiler alert. Yes, There's a I quiz am quizzing coming. you. There is a quiz. Okay. Yeah, I've, been, I've, I've, I've been preparing mentally. Good, good. And um, – yeah, I saw this camera and I went, wow, that looks cool. I want one of them. And uh, four years later, I bought one. I was looking on eBay. This guy was like, you know, he uh, was selling it in the US. It was a mm-hmm. quite a good price. He needed the money in a hurry to buy a motorbike. And yeah. um, he had put two rolls of film through the camera. Wow. I knew this because I asked him and he had – used two stickers they used to come with a sheet of stickers that you'd stick on the film to say hey don't cut my frames in half yeah yeah um, which was a waste of time anyway because the film canister is the first thing to disappear when you take a film to a photo lab and um you'd use two of them and the frame counter said uh 40 shots or two two i can't there's a funny way that the x-band counts frames yep and it all added up and he'd hardly used it and i went yeah i'll have that so how and, did you uh, like back in those days there was no paypal was there uh yeah there was paypal oh there was okay yep yeah um oh was there no this was 2004 yeah sending two grand halfway around the world would be a quite a, a bit of a risky kind of thing Potentially, yeah. and hey, look, I've been I'd done it before and got stung, but yeah, camera arrived at my work. Yep. Uh, I'd never shot with a rangefinder before. I've yep. never shot a panorama camera before, but I knew that this camera and I would get along, and it arrived. That yep. was dead on arrival, and I was like, oh no, not not this, and um, gave it a couple of technical taps, and it's never I've never had an issue with it since. Never that let was, you down since. Never let me down since, and that was 16 years ago. And now you've got the – which lens have you got with yours? I think I know, but the 45? Yeah, the 30. 30 the and 30. the 40. Yeah, you used it. Is that the one I used, the 30? 
Yeah. Wow, isn't that the one that's worth a lot of money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking I had about five grand worth of camera in my hand, but I think I had a lot more than that now. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> okay. Jeez. So I'm um, guessing you're gonna I'm guessing you're gonna bring up our the little event that occurred at uh at Goma. Yes. Um, and yep. that would probably explain my uh, my reaction. <laughs> yes. Well, uh, do you want me to recount my point? How I think it panned out. No, panned out. You get it? No, no, not at all. <laughs> do, you, hey, look, do you wish to I, discuss it, or is it still too raw hey, a subject? Look, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this. At one point in my life, I was well known for my ability to put a camera strap on a camera. Yep. People at the shop I worked at would bring them to me because they knew I could do it right and it would yeah. be secure. Yeah. And uh, all I'm going to say on the matter is that those days of, are over. <laughs> clearly, clearly. But, you know, you know what the really scary thing was uh, for yeah. me is that we, not long after what the incident happened, yeah. um, we actually sort of split off and you went one way around the building, I went the other way around. I was yeah. thinking... As I was looking down at this camera, which was barely on that strap, and it could have fallen at any second, I was like, what if I had been by myself and it had fallen to the ground? Would you have believed me that the strap wasn't on properly? This is what I was yeah. panicking about. You would yeah, have. I would have. It's insured. I've got it. It's insured for out the house. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You yeah. would have seen me cry openly for Oh, so would a I, I think. Long time, but, uh, yeah. you know... See, I, I look. I that that camera has been mistreated by me by, for you know what did I say before sixteen years. So well, has it been mistreated uh, or lovingly used? No, it's been mistreated. I've <laughs> used it in the rain. I've yeah. used it. Uh, I left it at a cinema once. Jeez. I um, yeah, I've yeah. banged it on things. It's been yeah. in my camera bag, and people have walked into it. It's you know. I think it is some what of that, it is. It can, I think that's unavoidable though because I've got my X100F here and I bought I actually bought an X100T which is the third Fujifilm uh, X100 camera I actually got it for like $390 from Maya right Maya were getting rid of them and they were they're worth like $900 at least and I got mine for $390 and I, I flipped it right I put it on eBay and it sold for $900 funnily enough because that's how much they were going for and I put the money towards an X100F because it had just come out. I wanted the new version. And as soon as I got it, I actually scratched it. Mm. And I was so angry with myself. It's only a tiny scratch, right? But it's a brand new camera. It costs like $1,500, $1,600. I think those things are like unavoidable really, aren't they? I don't think you can really, if you're really going to baby something, it'd it'd stay at home on your shelf, wouldn't it? Yeah. Well, like that X-Pan we were talking about uh, via SMS earlier today, the one that's been kept in the temperate, climate-controlled environment. Yeah, so this was a guy um, on the Australian Film Photographers Facebook group, and he I think he bought one off a guy, and the guy had bought several X-Pans, and they were in a climate-controlled safe. Um, but you've, you've got to have a really good long game for that, haven't you? You know, you've got to put, yeah. <laughs> you know, a couple of grand in a camera and sit it in a somewhere at home, and then one, knowing that you're going to sell it for seven, eight grand later on, that's that's a real long game. Um, yeah, that's a long, a long con. <laughs> it is a long game. Would you would you rather buy, say, would you rather go back in time and buy ten X pans to sell on, or a mm. hundred Muse? <laughs> <laughs> ten X pans. 
Where do you reckon you make your money, though? Do you reckon you'd make... Is it about money? making money? Well, if you had to sell them, though, anyway, would it matter what you, what you were selling? Mm. Yeah, that's right. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. You know? yeah. Hey, look, if I could go back in time and invest in something, I wouldn't be yeah. investing it in bloody cameras. Bitcoin? <laughs> Apple stock? Uh, yeah, Apple stock. What about uh, real, real Pac-Film? Pac-Film? <laughs> FP no, three thousand gone off now, hasn't it? I've never oh, seen a decent pack, pack film, film okay. shot. I haven't seen a pack film, decent pack film shot in a long time. Haven't you? Are you, are you nah. mixing the pack film circles? No, but okay. I'm watching from a distance. <laughs> okay. So should I'm we judging. should we um, put you out in misery before we start talking about expand stuff again? Should we put you out in misery with this quiz? Yeah, whatever. You're the boss. I told you. So welcome to the first ever edition of Matt Loves Cameras Mastermind. And I have a guest in the uh, studio here today remotely. And uh, we're going to have put two minutes on the clock and see how many questions this guest gets right. Your name, please. Matthew Robert Joseph. Your specialty subject. Uh, 1990s Pamela Anderson. <laughs> In which episode did, did Pammy appear when she was attacked by a seagull? Pass. Okay, okay so uh, your specialty subject, please, sir. Hasselblad x You have 30 okay. questions to get through. Are you ready? No, but yeah, go. <laughs> okay, your time starts... Now, in what year was the X-Pan launched? 1999. Which Japanese company developed the camera as a joint project with Hasselblad? Correct. What, aspe- what is the aspect ratio of the panoramic format? Mm, one is to 1.68. Oh, I'll have to get the, the uh, calculator out for that. We'll come back to that one. Two. What is the name oh. of the Fujifilm version of the X-Pan? TX1 or TX2. Correct. Correct. Complete the advertising slogan, XPAN for a world less what? XPAN for a world less... <laughs> Normal. Square. Oh. What is the ISO range of the XPAN? Uh, one from, I don't know, 25 through to 3200. Ooh, very good. How many lenses are available for the XPAN? Three. Correct. What kind of shutter does the XPAN have? Um, one that goes... Two. The correct answer is focal plane. What type of batteries does the X-Pan take? Two CR2s. Correct. Name the focal lengths of the three lenses. Uh, 30, 45, and 90, which is a complete waste of time. Correct. True or false, all lenses have a maximum aperture of f4. Uh, False. Correct. How many image formats does the camera have, or is the camera capable of taking? Well, one. One, we don't talk about the other one. Correct. True or false? If DX is selected on the X-Pan 1 and a non-DX coded film is loaded, the camera won't wind the film on. True or false? Uh, oh, I've never, I don't know. I've never tried that. False. What do you reckon? Uh, it's true. It won't, apparently, if it's you got DX selected and a non-DX coded film in, it will not take any photos. How many panoramic images can you take on a 36 exposure roll of film? Well, it depends on the the brand, but 20 or 21. Correct. How many standard size images can you take on a roll of 36 exposure film? 
Um, pass. <laughs> True or false? It's a special place in hell for people who use X-Pans to only take standard size picks. True. The nearest thousand. How many X-Pans were made? Oh, I don't even think I know this. Um, uh, 20. 22. Which two metals are used in the construction of the X-Pan? Um, titanium and uh, lead. <laughs> uh, sadly, no, it's not a scammer. It's aluminium. Which, what paint-related issue affects the Hasselblad version of the camera more than the Fujifilm version? Uh, flakes off. Correct, the paint chips off. True or false, the X-Pan was the first Hasselblad camera for the 35mm format? True. Correct. Approximately how much does an X-Pan birthday cake cost? Pass. <laughs> you could have literally said anything because I don't know the answer to that one. Uh, how a many, dollar. <laughs> how many stops of positive or negative exposure compensation can you dial in on the X-Pan 1? Two. Correct. True or false? There's a section in the manual on how to attach the camera strap. <laughs> Pass. <laughs> in the X-Pan manual, it's actually true. In the X-Pan manual, the camera has an... Uh, in, sorry, in the X-Pan manual, the camera... Uh, sorry, I haven't written this question very well. In the X-Pan uh, manual, it says that it the camera... Well, uh, no, exactly. Is a new way of what? X-Pan, a new way of... Um, uh, shooting. <laughs> Seeing, almost. How many models of the Hasselblad branded version of the camera are there? Uh, well, there's X-Pan 1 and 2, but there's different versions within those versions too. Uh, I'll, I'll accept 2 because I don't know the rest of the answer. In comparison <laughs> to the X-Pan 1, what's missing from the front of the X-Pan 2? Uh, the um, ISO. Correct. Gun. In which country were Hasselblad founded? Sweden. Correct. True or false? There's a hyphen in the name X-Pan. <laughs> uh, false. <laughs> which correct? Trick. Which accessory is needed for the 30 mil lens? Uh, the viewfinder. Correct. And you've already added to this one. How many batteries does the X-Pan take? Uh, too many. Two, well, two is all I accept. Two. Now you passed on a couple of questions. Um, yeah. I can't remember which ones they were. Can you? Can you remember which ones no. they were? No, it's okay. No. Well, yeah, I think you did pretty the well. Cake, the birthday cake question. <laughs> the, birthday oh, the birthday cake question. Well, I'll yeah, give you. I'll no. give you a pass on the birthday cake question. There was another okay. one that you. You. Oh, the. Uh, is there a section in the manual about how to attach the strap? I'm guessing. I'm pretty is. sure you said yes. There is. There actually is. So there you go. So how, how do you think you, you did in the trivia? I think I got. I'm in the higher percentile, definitely. Well, I think you got a passing score. I think that's what you got. So I'll, I'll, um, I'll have to listen back to that and count up how many answers you got right. I reckon you, I reckon you might have hit twenty. Mm, that's good. Yeah, that's good. So the the good news is you're at the top of the Matt Loves Cameras Mastermind leaderboard. Well, there's been no one else. So correct. Yeah, good. <laughs> that's correct. Check out the show notes at mattlovescameras.com. If you're on Instagram, come say hi at mattlovescameras. Or if you fancy getting in touch, drop us a line at mattlovescameras at gmail.com. So I've just listened back to the audio and Matthew has scored. Drum roll, please. I've given him a score of 20.5 
out of 30. So 20 and a half out of 30. He actually was doing really badly. And then in the last 12 questions, he got 10 right. So there you go. He, um, yeah, he was doing really badly and he, he sort of brought it back from the brink a little bit. So 20.5 out of 30. Some of the ones that he got wrong, the aspect ratio for the Pano format on the X-Pan is 65.24. And I think all the other questions I corrected as we went along. There were a couple of funny little questions in there. So one of them was, how much does an X-Pan birthday cake cost? Now, Matthew recently turned 40 and he had an X-Pan birthday cake. I think his, um, I'm, I'm going to guess that his lovely lady arranged this. And I think it cost an arm and a leg by the sound of it. Um, but if you Google X-Pan birthday cake, I'm sure there'll be a, <laughs> an article come up. I think Stephen Dowling at Cosmo Photo actually did an article, um, saw Matthew's Instagram post and did a uh, article about the X-Pan birthday cake. So it looked very good. Uh, I'm not sure, I forgot to ask Matthew what it tasted like, but it did look very good. Now there's also another couple of funny questions in there. So I did ask him, true or false, there's a special place in hell for people who use X-Pans only to take standard size images. I think that's actually one of Matthew's quotes from one of his books um, that I sort of recycled there to ask him that. And uh, what else was there in there? Oh, of course, I asked him, you know, is there a, a section in the manual on how to attach the camera strap, of course, after the little incident that happened in Brisbane? Anyway, let's crack on with some more X-Pan chat. What, what is so special about the X-Pan? So what is, how is it different when you look through that viewfinder? How is it different to... Any other camera that you've used? Well, well, it's a rangefinder, so that's obviously different to a SLR. Um, it, it's, it's double wide. It's panoramic. It's nearly twice the normal um, frame width. So uh, it's a world less square. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's just it's new way of seeing. You know, like everything, it changes how you. It it changes how you see. Like. Rule of thirds is pretty much out the window because it's been elongated. Um, I've just maybe just thought of something. Maybe it's a rule of, I don't know, uh, maybe it's a different rule, but I just put stuff in the centre when I want to <laughs> compose and, you know, let I, I, a photographer once told me uh, a long time ago that you know, the best photos of people are when you can give the photos of people uh, context. So, yeah. you know, showing a photo of a person's fine, but showing a photo of a person in their environment um, is better. You know, like it's, I guess it's the, it's like looking at a photo of a, an insect, you know, on a leaf versus an insect with a pin through it at a museum, you know, yeah. like give it some context, you know, show us where it, where it lives or where it yeah. works or whatever. And, um, yeah, that's what the panoramic format does for me. You know, you know, you can get a, especially when I'm posting stuff to Instagram, uh, you know, my, uh, my way of, I don't really, I think about it when I'm composing a shot, but I'm actually thinking about the photo in three different sections. Like how are these three thirds mm. going to look individually? And if I because, can get, yeah. if I can get something that looks like, three different photos, but when you see them all together, like, ah, they're actually all part of one photo. That's kind of a thing I'm aiming for. Yeah, that's the aesthetic you're going for on your Instagram. Because with, yeah. with each image, you, you you basically chop the image up into thirds. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. You post one third of the image. Yeah. And then as you slide across on the post, mm -hmm. it's got the whole image. 
Yeah. And then the next one across, of course, is the middle, say, and then the last one on the end is the end. Is that how you usually do it? Yeah. If I've got a lot of photos to share, because yep. I'm trying to keep my Instagram feed looking somewhat respectable and uniform, um, I'll post three photos, and the first photo will be the whole frame, and then the second, third, and fourth frames within that image will be you know, the three-thirds of the image. Yep. I haven't done that for a while. Did you just decide to do that yourself, or you saw that from another yeah, photographer? Yeah, I did. When I remember the day when uh, Instagram said, "Hey, we're you know we're allowing multiple images per frame," and I went, "Oh, this is cool! I get to mm. show people a bigger view of my expand photos." And um, you know, I like to think, well, I, I don't, I don't recall. And this was the day that it came out. I don't recall seeing anyone else ever do it, but I'm pretty sure I was one of the first to do that was the expand shot yep now scrolling scrolling is through it, is there um much camaraderie with the the people who own expands is because there's only 20 odd thousand of them right Twenty two thousand yeah. of them i guess then you've got to add the fujifilm ones in as well so there's a lot more but yeah. um there's not that many of them really and no. is there much of a a community on instagram and you sort of like each other's uh, photos and chat to each other or not so yeah, much? I get, I get the, the messages I get on Instagram, are advice, people wanting to know about buying one, you know, yep. they've found, they've found my website. They've uh, I've, on purpose on my website. I've got no sort of easy way for them to contact me. Yeah. Um, so they have to hunt me down if they want to talk to me. Um, most people want advice on buying them and then, you know, there's people asking uh, questions about the lenses or whatever. And, uh, you know, and then occasionally I get like, uh, a message from someone saying, you know, like, uh, holy cow, you're the X-Pan guy. Um, <laughs> you know, you're the reason why I bought one, et cetera, et cetera. Wow. Um, you know, I've been, I saw your photos, you know, 10 years ago or whatever. And, um, yeah, just that odd sort of fan, almost, uh, fan behavior. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is the best way to put it. Yeah. And I don't know how to handle that sort of thing. I just say, Hey, you know, cool. Thanks for looking, whatever. Uh, hi, uh, <laughs> you know, um, yep. bugger off, Doing leave me alone. Bit of schmoozing. Yeah. So, yeah. You've got, I've got your 2019 book. You do a book every Christmas. Is that correct? Yes. And you've been doing this, what, four, is it 14 years I heard? Is that right? No. Uh, uh, nine, four, uh, four 2019, four, 2009 was the ninth year of the official Christmas book. Yeah. Um, before that, I would make like a little handmade book for yeah. uh, like close friends um, yeah. and maybe my dad. Um, but uh, yeah, getting a proper book made. It's the ninth year of getting a proper book printed. Well, it's a very nice book. It is. I'm just looking through here again. So you've got mm. images from your XF10, which is your little digital Fujifilm camera, yep. including yep. your centerfold spread, which thankfully is not you. It's the, um, the no. Beach Huts at Brighton. Well, that's on the back. The is it Brighton? on the back. Oh, yeah, it is. No, no, that's um, Safety Beach. That's further down. 
morning oh, well, that shows you how much i know about um victoria i just thought it was i saw some colorful huts i thought it was brighton beach so there you go oh, they're, they're, beach. All, they're all the way along the uh, they're all the way along the coast those oh, really huts. yeah well not all the way but you know Dotted there are little areas the where they uh pop yeah. up hmm. yep and so most what are these ones yeah. most expensive property in melbourne per foot i bet because they're pretty small yeah. hey you can probably only fit a yeah. three people and a dog inside one um, I wouldn't even. I'd forget the dog. Well, yeah. Well, it depends on the dog. Well, I guess. Not Marshall though. We wouldn't. Marshall wouldn't Marshall. fit inside. No, he'd be he'd be too raucous inside. Um, so mm-hmm. you've you've sold. I'm looking at the front of the book here. You sold your Mamiya Seven. Yes. That's another camera that people. It's gone up in value a lot. People sort of lust mm-hmm. after. Why did the the Mamiya Seven get the chop and the X Pan stayed on? Uh, X Pan stayed on because I am. Traditions servant cursed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, I, I I like the X Pen. I always have, and I think I always will until the yep. day that it won't turn on. Um, yep. The Mamiya Seven uh, was a nice camera. It had a look that I really liked, um, but uh, it came down. I, I dealing with one twenty is not. 120 film myself is not my favourite thing to do. Uh, it's a bigger pain in the neck than 35 millimetre, I believe. Um, in what way? Oh, just dealing with it, like handling it, like yep. uh, you know, loading it onto reels and yep. just the size of the negs. I mean, I know I've got a Fuji 645, um, but I part of me believes that. The Mamiya 7's images, even though the negative was bigger, are pretty much on par quality-wise with the Fuji 645. Controversial. Mm. Controversial opinion there, but, you know, after looking at the pictures, that's just how I feel, and I can get more yeah. shots on a, on a roll. True. 6x7 neg, what am I going to do with it? You know, like, uh, am I ever going to blow it up? Yeah, that's exactly. Is that ever going to happen? Yeah, uh, yeah. Come to the realization recently that the answer is most likely no. Mm, probably for all of us. And yeah. so when we were in Brisbane, we were talking. We, we had this near near miss hap with the mm. um with the X-Pan, which we won't talk about. But you, we were yeah. talking about it, and you said that I don't know if you were serious or not, but you said that you you were thinking about putting some money aside in a fund, you know, for two, mm. three, four years down the track. Was that? Were you serious? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So you've got your. I am. Um, I one one of my regrets is. I mean, obviously, I didn't know that film was going to take off again, yep. and everything was going to inflate in price. Um, but uh, I used to have a specific search in eBay for um, uh, for uh, broken expands. You know, yeah. broken expand with the word repair. Expand with the word broken. Um, I wanted to buy another body um, to just have uh, for parts. Mm-hmm. And uh, sadly, those days are gone. You know, there's no X-Pans around for parts anymore. And I think, you know, given with what uh, Ethan is doing, the creator of the camera dactyl, yep. um, the... I think if the X-Pan ever dies, I'm going to be, uh, I'm going to say to myself, I've had a good run with this camera. Um, 
I look, I'll get a quote to get it repaired and see what happens. But, you know, it will probably be the first and last X-Pan that I'll own. I'll shoot some I'll shoot with something else. You know, maybe maybe a Branco pan, maybe some other camera. Who knows? Is there actually somewhere that does repair them at the moment or uh, I think Hasselblad I mean I I hear things and yeah. see things on Twitter. I think Hasselblad is still repairing it mm. or they're at least passing it on to someone who does repair them. Um the only enemy for film camera repairs is time uh mm. it's um you know the the people who repaired them uh, uh, uh die basically yep. without passing their knowledge on yep. um a, a guy i know in christchurch who was a camera repairer uh, he makes uh stereos now he um i got him uh, once the once upon a time the 30 mil lens seized up on me um it just the way they design the lens is um as you're using it and if the cams or whatever they're called inside start failing instead of the lens falling apart like all the elements falling out um it's designed to seize up and just stop moving so um he fixed that for me and i gave him the camera as well because he was interested in the camera he'd never actually I don't think he'd ever actually seen one. He was an ex uh, Olympus repairer, and um, I said, you know, he was like, yeah, I can access the service manual for it. And I said to him, um, you know, would you have a look inside the body for me? This was a long time ago, mm. and um, he said yes. And he was like, it's an amazing camera inside. And I said, was there any rust or oxidization? He said, no. I'd already shot it in the rain. A few times at that point. Yep. And uh, he said, the only thing, as we know now, he said, the only thing that's going to really bugger this up is if the electronics fail. He said, if that happens, the only way to fix it is to replace the board, mm. you know, the actual circuit board. Boards, and you need a donor boards and, kind of camera, wouldn't and you? You need a donor camera, yeah, or, you know, someone who, and it's unlikely, someone who's good at working with, uh, printed circuit boards, especially flexible ones. I think that's what's inside an X-Pan, flexible circuit boards. Yep. So oh. Fujifilm don't uh, service these cameras anymore either? I don't know. I not, not that I've heard. I know, yeah, I think there's somewhere in California that might service the camera, but at the end of the day, it's just electronics, you know, like you could get yeah. the electronics looked at someone could look at it and test it and then the next day it could fail, you know? Like that's, that's right. That's and I guess it's, it it's really, it's a bit of a moot point anyway because yours is still working. So I guess hmm. you, don't, you, you probably don't know too much about the repairing because you don't, you haven't got any need, thankfully, for it to, to be repaired. Yeah, well, that technical tap I gave it on day one, it's been fine ever since. So it's literally not working. Dead on arrival, wasn't working. And you, just, <laughs> you, you just whacked it on the ground. <laughs> I tapped it on the table at work yeah <laughs> gave it a little tap thought you know because this this thing these sort of things happen you know with cameras they yeah you know they uh, they jam up and you know it's been in the post it's been yep. you know been ha- gone halfway or more than halfway around the world over the course of a week yeah who knows what happened um it was yeah, traumatized this, probably no well it wasn't i was traumatized 
Um, and he just gave it a little bit of a whack, and uh, away she went. You're listening to Matt Loves Cameras. Yay! So, as well as being uh, pretty much a beacon in the community, community for a number of years, people contacting you through your website or through Instagram about the X-Pan and how to get one, all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. I hear on the grapevine that you actually put together a collaborative book. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was a long time ago. That was um, 2010. I think yeah. I first started the process maybe in 2008 or maybe nine. Um, but, yeah, uh, there was nothing – I thought at the time, you know, at, at the time, you know, blurb was a relatively new thing, mm-hmm. and uh, I have books of I have books about uh, shooting panoramas, and I have books on people who shoot panoramas. Yep. And uh, I thought, you know, blurbs this thing we can, uh, you know, they just. And I think they just kind of released the ability to sell books on their website. Yeah. And um, I thought, you know, because of the the XPan group on Flickr was uh, very much still thriving at that point. Um, and I I said I put a call out saying, you know, um, let's make a book. And uh, I think over the course of a year, it took about a year or something to get everyone motivated uh and we made a a blurb book of x-pan images i think there were 30 photographers involved including myself and um uh, australian listeners might know uh the uh uh gentleman formerly known as uh Andrew G, who's now known as Osher Ginsburg, is a, a, pan, a, a an ex-pan owner and um, got some of his images in the book as well mm. as other photographers from around the world. And um, we released a book and all the profits were donated to cancer research. Very good. And Do you know how many, uh, you know how many books you sold? Oh, I couldn't. I know it's... I can't really give you a number. I could find out. Um, but I, I think I, I've donated over the years from sales of the book, I think I've donated over 600 Australian dollars. Wow. That's pretty um, good. Because the profit margins be pretty tight on those books, I'd imagine. Yeah, they are. But you can, you know, obviously you can set it to whatever you want it to be. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, we had – uh, fundraising in mind, so had it said appropriately. Now, you're more into, I guess the style of imagery that I more associate you with is more, I guess, street photography. Is that correct? Yeah, street is, you, street photography, <sighs> street photography, yes. It used to be a dirty word, uh, and then it wasn't, yep. and I think now street photography is becoming a dirty word again. I think yeah. it's uh, after Just that whole Fuji. Of- that whole Fuji yeah. debacle with the um, um, the guy who was testing the X100V. Yeah, I haven't actually seen it, but I can imagine what went on because um, you know I know who Bruce Gilden is. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, I, I, I'll hunt that video down one day and have a, a giggle to myself, but yeah. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I saw the video. I wasn't. I don't think I was shocked by it. I've also seen videos of Bruce Gilden working his magic in the New York streets as well. Um, and I'm not sure I'd want to be <laughs> if I'm just walking down the street minding my own business. I'm not sure I'd want to be in the way of either of them. Um, but yeah, it's 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 tricky, isn't it? Uh, There's a fine line between um, you know shoot you know doing your art form and um, getting in people's way. I guess. Yeah, pick your subject is is my yeah. yeah. So I've actually got, off my shelf here, I've got a ridiculous shaped book. Um, it's actually a landscape book by a well-known Australian photographer called Ken Duncan. Now, <laughs> uh, do you like Ken's work? Uh, yeah, yeah. I at one point I did like Ken's work, yeah. Um, not anymore so much? Uh, it's, um, mm, uh, what can I say about Ken Duncan? Um, if you want a thousand piece puzzle of the great, <laughs> uh, yeah. you know, like the 12 apostles down yeah, on the great right. ocean that's road, that's exactly what I'm looking at right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, go for it. Ken, yeah. Ken's your man. Yeah. Um, so there's a few Australian photographers, I guess, like this. The other one is, what's the other guy's name? Um, Lick. Peter Lick. Yeah. Peter Lick. He's one, he's got all the galleries in America. What's the other guy? Hang on. I've got one of his books as well. It's, um. Oh, this is gonna drop me in. I gotta, I gotta get up and take my headphones off again. Hang on. Sorry about this. What's this? That's all right. Keep the talk about you while you can't hear. Oh okay. yeah. Oh yeah. I know. I know. I know. Steve Parrish. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Steve Parrish. So Steve again, Parrish. a lot of images of the Australian bush. Very. I mean, they're very good images. Very colourful. Yeah. Very nicely composed. But I guess they are synonymous with some of those souvenir stores, aren't they? With your puzzles and your and your gift cards and stuff. Now I actually yeah. bought this. I, I mean, I'm you know I wouldn't say I'm a landscape photographer, but I, I like travel and travel obviously involves landscape. But I bought this book at my local bookstore, and there's not many bookstores left. But it was thirty dollars, and it's a ridiculous size book. It's got to be, I don't know, it's got to be like eight inches high, like twenty centimeters high. And it's, it's, it's actually like an X-pan ratio. Well, of course it's an X-pan ratio because it's a, pa- it's a book of panoramic images. So it's actually like the, a big X-pan shape book. The Ken Duncan book. book. Yeah, the Ken Duncan book. So it's mm. called Walking in the Light. And all these yeah. images were taken on film with yeah. um, Ken's Linhoff 617 camera. Yeah, which he sold so they, a couple of years ago. Oh, really? Yeah. What, yours or his? His. He sold his. Oh, did he? Yeah. I can't remember... I don't know if the sale actually went through, but yeah, it was publicly known that he was selling some gear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. I mean, they're, they're, you know, they're beautiful images in here. Which, um, I've got a quiz for you. Which Australian band uh, does is Ken Duncan a friend of? The Wiggles? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, Midnight Oil. He's oh, there. really? He's, well, that, yeah, that he figures. Yeah, their official, official uh, photographer. Did he take the image of the blue on the blue yeah. sky mining? Yeah, yeah, silver diesel and dust. Yeah, 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 yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, there you go. So th- these yeah. are some very iconic Aussie images, really. And and yeah. yeah, I bought this book mainly because it was film photography, and it's 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 a panoramic panoramic shaped book. It's a real pain in the bum, by the way, if you buy it in the city and you got to take it home on the train. Um, yeah. It's it's quite big, but it yeah, it's a beautiful, beautiful book. And um, yeah, I mean a Linhoff six one seven and or an X Pan. Uh, I'd I'd love to have, take one of those, uh, buy one of those cameras if I ever win a lotto, which is 
Uh, extremely probably unlikely. I've got something for you to look at. Oh, no. Sounds ominous, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Show me. So, uh, hang on. <laughs> Wait, it's long. Which, <laughs> <laughs> which um, It's got the aspect of... ratio 65-24. Oh, wow. Hang on. Okay, so... Send me on Messenger or something. I'm going to send it to you. It's a link, internet link. Okay. There you go. Can you see that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The the title's come up, hasn't it? Great. Great. (laughs) That's the episode title. Uh Um, So I'm going to get you to do a little uh, little critique of my XPan images. So this is an XPan. These are some of the highlights Mm -hmm. from a roll that I shot using. I don't know why I, I use this film. I... I brought along recording? a roll. Yeah, I'm recording now. Yeah, okay. um, I brought along a roll of Kodak Ultramax 400. Okay, which is yeah. a, a pretty cheap and cheerful film. I'm yeah. not particularly. It's okay. It's an okay film. I prefer Gold Kodak Gold 200 or Portra 400 or any other film, right? But for some reason, when I shot with your X-Pan, I put a roll of Ultramax 400 in, and I still don't know why. But these are the images from. Well, these are some of the images that I chose from uh the role and i actually had i think i had them developed in the uk um i think i took the role on holidays with me because we met when did we meet last july yes june June, july june or july yeah and i didn't i think we went away in early august and i think i took the role with me and got it developed um in the uk and so these are some of the images i had devved and scanned i think at um what's it ag photographic in birmingham so yeah cast your eye over and um ag 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 photographic so yeah what what do you what do you think xpan man well i'm gonna i'm sorry i'm just gonna um share the link so i can see them on my ipad because i want to be able to see them in all their Uh, in all their glory 800 pixels wide yeah, I don't want to look at them on a mobile phone. That's just wrong. Okay. So the first image so, I've got here is uh, boring. This is actually a, the pink flower, the beautiful pink flowers. I put that one at the top for you. Now we actually come out of. Do you remember where we come out of here? We were walking um, around Brisbane. Was, was that near the supermarket, or was that yeah, or was that near convenience the, store or um, supermarket? Yeah, the yeah. one near us. And we bought. What did we buy? We bought some chocolate, didn't we? Yeah, you wanted chocolate, and I wanted yeah. a SD card for my digital camera. That's right, because didn't you come to Brisbane without an SD card? No, I came to Brisbane with an SD card and it crashed. On ah, that's not good. A, so you bought a, a very expensive one from Woody's. At, uh, at a music gig that I've been waiting half a lifetime to see. <laughs> you got some images, didn't you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I took the card out of my Fuji and I just swapped them over between the Fuji and the Sony all night. Ah, right, okay. Yeah. But then I didn't want to risk shooting. Now, we've gone off topic, but um, uh, I didn't want to risk shooting over the top of anything that might have yeah. might have needed to recover. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, your pink flowers. That, the pink uh, flowers looking upwards towards the sky. Yeah, there's I a quite bit like of a that, how much you can get in. I like how if you tilt, because you can't do this on your screen, but if you tilt the image to the side, you've got yeah. like a – a mini pano on the side of the image with the top of that building in it. I like that little. Oh, yep, yep, yep. I can see that, yeah. Segment. It actually. Segment and pano. If you turn it upside down, I quite like how one of the branches is kind of cutting across the frame as well. 
I don't know how to describe it, but it, if you turn your head to the right <laughs> when you're looking vascular. at it, it's vascular, mate. The way it looks, yeah. I, I, those pink flowers. Like I'm gonna, I'm like gonna take vein. hundreds of those photos of those pink flowers and send them to you when they come back in uh, mm. in season, probably about June time. So Please. there you go. Um, yeah, I, I quite like that shot. And then the next one yeah. is the beautiful story bridge. Uh huh. So what has the story bridge got a nickname? I was going to call it the coat hanger, but that would be not no. Right. I don't think it does. Well, it's got a special appeal to it. The story bridge. I've always felt it's. Would you climb it? Would I climb it? Because you can go on these tours and climb the thing, but I, I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> no, because it's not the Sydney. It's not Sydney Harbour. I wouldn't climb Sydney Harbour Bridge either. I don't think. I would. Um, that would be a decent view from up there. Uh, yeah, but you couldn't take a camera anyway, could you? No, you know what? Story Bridge is always interesting because the only times I've been across it have been by yeah. pure accident. Yeah. Like I've just taken the wrong turn and I'm like, where the hell am I going? Oh, I'm on the Story Bridge. Yep. And you go accident. from what, the south side of Brisbane to the north, of course, the south Every side. Every time, yeah, 100% accident. Yep. Now, this next one down is um, it's sort of in Fortitude Valley area. I quite like this one. I don't think yeah. it looks as good 800 pixels across, but it, like I was, I was quite impressed by the images really, not necessarily because of my composition, but just because how sharp they are and the, the nice colours and the contrast. It's, I mean, it's clearly a very um, capable, very good quality camera, isn't it? Well, I think you'd stopped messing with the focus that I was presetting for you by this point. Had you had you focused it for me, Adja? Yeah, and you kept fiddling with it, and I had to keep um, adjusting it back to it and hyperfocal for you. That's right, because I don't think I think most of the shots are in focus. Yeah, but I think all the yeah. first, the, I think the first few that you took on the black and white film of mine were a bit bit fuzzy. Yeah, they were. I think they were. Mm. Yeah, I um, like the shot. I like. I'm a fan of reflected light. I maybe would have tried to put the two different buildings border in the center maybe yeah yeah th i'm with you there yeah. i think that's probably create a, right yeah create a line maybe but, more, you know. more contrast between the two instead of yeah, being we're, off to the we're side of it we're all different yeah and um, I love the, the next shot of that warehouse i love the texture on that yeah that's a, i like that warehouse there's not many that's in south brisbane and there's not many places like that anymore they all they've all been demolished and you know apartments go up everywhere but there's still there's still that kind of tin shed kind of place that you can find in some parts of Brisbane there. And yeah. um, I, I, when I went past, I actually parked the car near here and I thought, ah, if I get this X-Pan and I don't drop it, that's where I'm going to come back and take a photo <laughs> of. So uh, that's that one there. Yeah. The next one, I, I, I like the thought of, like this was a bar we went past. We were going down, I think it was Fish yeah. Street in South Brisbane. And I like the idea, I don't think I pulled the shot off, but I like the idea of having this, massive line of you know this bar with all these window seats and people you know get a shot of everyone there but there mm. wasn't that many people there and yeah. i also think that the composition you've got too much of the road there in the bottom mm. yeah. and then the, the top's too bright i'm going to give you two words of advice yep get closer yeah true i think you're right yeah you can definitely. um you can frame it up you could have framed it up i mean in hindsight yeah. you could have you know, got those two people in and the kegs and being yeah. twice as close, yeah. even more. Yeah, I think you're right. But, you know. Yes. 
and I could have done it. Is there is there like some kind of spirit level in the thing? Because it, that one's definitely not straight. Uh, yeah, the best spirit level is Photoshop. Right, <laughs> indeed. Uh, although you haven't got much, you haven't got much to work with when you're working with an image of that uh, image format, uh, have you? You it, look. It, the wider you shoot, the more you can get away with. So um, you can uh, you can straighten the image, and yep. because it's so wide, you can crop in a bit, and mm, no one's going to matter too much. Yeah. No, and um, no one's ever so, said to me. No one's ever said to me, "Hey, Matthew, I think you've cropped this image by ten percent." Yeah, no yeah, one, yeah, never, true. never happened. Yeah, yeah. and um, kegs. You love kegs. The kegs. The kegs. You know what I like about this next one? This is a close-up of the kegs. Mm. <clears throat> well, a relative close-up, but the um, there's some light coming out. It looks like it's coming out one of the top of the barrels. It does. Yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Hmm. It was a complete accident, of course. I didn't. I'd love to say that I designed it like that, but I didn't. Well, let's pretend that you did. Yeah, well, I'll, let's record this bit again. I'll pretend I did. But now, one <laughs> thing in the uh, the camera that I did, and I actually asked you a question when I was playing around with the camera, yeah. and I said, oh, "Where's the exposure compensation?" And you didn't actually know. Uh... <laughs> or if you knew, no, it took you a while to find it. No, I did know. I know where the exposure compensation is. I just never use it. You yeah, were, it was, I think it you was were, a I think pristine you, exposure compensation I think, button. I think you um, popped the exposure compensation dials cherry. I think on, I did. Yeah. So you never you would you typically would never use exposure no. compensation. Ever. I don't recall ever actually moving it, and I'm surprised it actually moved for you. <laughs> And why is that? Because you don't, you mostly shoot black and white through the expat? I shoot black and white mostly now. And also I shoot it at, you know, box speed. Yeah. But Very times good. are changing. Oh, uh, yeah? No. I'm, In what I'm way? Developing, developing my own black and whites now so I can rate it at whatever I want. I'm not limited yep. to. 400 anymore by using C41 black and white. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I'm not a, I'm not afraid of pushing film when necessary. Push it real good, as the song goes. Yeah. yeah. So the next one is a one of a ice cream van. It's not the most attractive ice cream van in the world, it must be said. Well, is there an attractive ice cream van? Is that yeah. You should see the front oh, yeah, cover that, of my, yeah. my new zine. Well, I was going to say your photo in the Isle of Wight. Is that where it was? Correct. Correct. Yeah. Okay. And the next one, what do you reckon went on here? Because those flowers are not really that bright. So it's another yeah. picture of those beautiful pink flowers, but yeah. they are like almost neon. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe so I don't know. This was Ultra Max plus one stop of exposure, and they're like super, super bright. So I don't know. Um, just the contrast between them, the first picture and that picture there is quite weird that they're so almost neon. Um, just different lighting conditions, I reckon. Yeah. They got, yep. they got direct light on them, and the other one is more backlit, maybe. True. Very true. Side lit, maybe. Yep. Yeah, very true. Hey, look, at the end of the day, there's just pink flowers. 
They are just pink flowers, but they they are. But they but they are they they provide. But they're your pink. They're your they're my pink, pink flowers. flowers. They provide. Yeah. They power this podcast. Those pink flowers pictures. Yeah. Um, Matt, Matt so Love Cameras brought to you by Pink the Pink Trumpet Flower. Pink trumpet flower, and the final one's pretty boring. Actually, it is uh, just a picture of some trees and the Brisbane wheel there. So, how how would you rate my on a report card? How would you rate my my color roll of expand goodies there? What, out of ten, out of ten, or A B C D E F. <laughs> you want a report card? Yeah, give um, me a C plus or a D minus or a B. Uh, I'll put it this way: uh, you, uh, I've seen. A lot worse from people <laughs> who have owned the camera a lot longer. Excellent. That's, a, that's what I – a level of mediocrity that, uh, yeah, I can strive to. That's great. That's I like, good. Hey, look, I'll take, I really I'll take like, it to C+. Plus. I, yeah, B-, minus maybe? B- oh, yeah, minus? it's more or less the same thing, isn't it? C+, plus, B-, minus. yep, yep. You know, like, uh, you know, get points for reflected light. That's always good. Um, yeah. Ice cream van, you get points for. You lose points for pink flowers. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I think cookie crumbles. I think definitely that one of the bar shot. Yeah, you're you're definitely right about moving my feet Mm. a bit more and getting closer to the action and stuff like that. I think I'd actually forgot that it was a thirty mil lens. You know. Well, you you didn't know it was a thirty mil lens. I just told you. Yeah, no, I know. I thought for some reason I thought it was the forty-five, but yeah, I guess when yeah. you're looking through the viewfinder, it doesn't really matter if you know what the, you know you, you're seeing because it corrects automatically, doesn't it? The X-pan. So yeah, well, the top the the external viewfinder is the thirty mil, of course, yeah, you know, field of view, and uh, if you wish to focus, you can focus through the built-in viewfinder. Yeah, like like I said, uh, some people don't don't get the hang of it. You know, mm. they, they they take they 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 continue taking the photos that they way the way they do, and uh, it's obvious. They're just in for the camera more for the, not because they're good at it, just because they, I don't know. Yeah, they, they want to have the, they want the, they want to own the camera and maybe show it off. I mean, you know, hey, if you want views, you just take a picture of the camera. That's the way to get likes. Listening to Matt Loves Cameras. Okay, <laughs> now we before we let you uh, head off to bed because it's uh, just gone nine o'clock down there in Melbourne, hasn't it? It has, yes. It's getting late. Almost time for your. What do you have before bed? Ovaltine or cocoa or something? Or no, that's gross. No, no warm drink. Day. No, no warm drink. It's no. You know, Milo is like half sugar, man. You know that, don't you? Yeah, I haven't had Milo for a long time. Um, I remember. I actually have a bit of a traumatic experience with. Maybe Milo. I'll have a Horlicks. A Horlicks. It's made from horses, isn't it? I've actually got a traumatic experience with Milo. Would you believe? Oh, I'm not surprised. It's coming from the guy who fed his kid raw chicken. <laughs> well, I wanted. To, I was a Cub Scout many, many, many millions of years ago, and oh, we went on this. Movie. <laughs> we went on this camp, and basically, we had to buy our own food, and we didn't buy enough food. And I was starving, but we bought this massive one kilogram tin of Milo because when you go away for two nights, you need a one kilogram tin of Milo, right? Yeah. Because how many how many hot drinks are you going to have? Three thousand. 
And anyway, I got busted with a spoon eating raw Milo out of the um, out of the tin, and um, I got demoted Ooh. in the Cub Scouts for eating raw Milo on camp. So, what's lower than a Cub Scout? You got demoted. Oh well, I think I was like a. I think I was like a, I don't know, like a sixer, I think they called it, which is like a patrol leader. And I kind of got demoted and, you know, the shame of the kid who ate the Milo on camp. So You were in the wild. You were surviving. Well, I was. I was starving. <laughs> I was a skinny little guy back then as well. I was absolutely starving. Yeah. Right. So we're going to launch, going to launch a Matt Loves Cameras, or maybe because you're on board as well with this, it'll be Matt's Love Cameras. That's very hard to say. <laughs> Um, uh, a plastic pano challenge. So, of course, oh, yeah. before we get into the plastic pano challenge details, you actually bought you actually brought up to Brisbane your plastic pano that you bought. Tell us about it. Yeah, I bought a uh, a a, a Hanamex, um, Hanamex version of the Ansco Pick or Picks Ansco Picks uh, Panorama camera, little thirty five mil cropped. Uh, camera. Yep. Um, so the Ansco Pix is a cult one. You were telling me. Yes, it is a cult camera. It has a cult following, um, and it's a sought-after camera. Uh, you can pay way too much for it if you want, yep. um, or you can uh, wait and pick up a an OEM version. You know, uh, and a different, same camera, different brand uh, for cheaps. Yeah. So, how much? Dare we ask? How much did you pay for yours? Uh, I think I paid ten dollars. Wow, that's good. Fifteen dollars for the camera, yep. and I paid more, a lot more, for the postage because I wanted it before I came up to Brisbane. Right. Yep. So express mm. postage. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And how have you found the images from this camera? Yeah. Of course, we have to juxtapose them against the expat images. How have you found it? Oh, blasphemy. Um, <laughs> I remember look, you telling me they were pretty good. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they were. Um, yeah. Bang for buck, definitely better than the X-Pan. Van, you know, yeah. if we had yeah. to put a dollar amount on the amount of yep. fun to have with the camera, um, yep. definitely beats the X-Pan hands down. Um, image quality is decent and... Yeah, you just have to watch your sun placement. That's Why? the sun in the or... sky, not the yeah, not your, boy. your child. And, um, yeah, just watch that flare and uh, just be aware of using uh, suitable film. There's no ISO control. There's no shutter yeah. control. So um, don't be silly with your film choices. Uh, so what do you like yours with? Uh, well, I've loaded mine with uh, 400 uh, yep. just to cover me in darker areas. And so I get a bit, so I get some detail in a bright area. I reckon 400's the decent middle ground for that camera. Yeah. Okay. So is it similar in terms of your film choice to say the ultra wide and slim? Because of course that doesn't have yeah. uh, any ISO yeah. selector as well. Yeah. Yep. Same. Yep. Same thing, you know. Um, yeah, go for a faster film. Yeah, don't get any. So you don't get any. I don't know how or why I got camera shake, but I did when I put a slow film in. Wow. Um, yeah, I'm not a shaky person. I'm yep. pretty steady. I can. Used, I've known. I've been known to hold a 
uh, shut her open for a whole second without any shake or much noticeable shake. Mm. Um, so I don't know how it happened, but it happened. One of those things. Quirks. Quirks of cameras. Absolutely. So here is the details, or here are the details for the plastic pano challenge. So uh, here are the rules. Rule number one: the camera must be made of plastic. Is yours? Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So we're talking about your Hanamex. Um, yeah. Camera. We're not talking about the X-Pan. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. No. So rule number two: the camera must be fixed focus. Mm-hmm. Yours okay? Yep. Yep. Rule number three, the camera mu- must weigh less than 150 grams, which is about five ounces. <laughs> Have you, you weighed your camera me, lately? Don't you dare ask me how much my camera weighs. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah, might have to Google it. It weighs think, less than 100 safe. grams. I think I you're safe, yeah. Yeah, I yep. think I'm good. Number four, if the camera needs any kinds of battery to operate, it's probably not eligible to take part. And, of course, you've already said that yours is uh, no battery. Is that correct? Yes. Excellent. Number five, the camera needs to be capable of taking images in a panoramic format. This means that it can either be a dedicated pano camera or one that switches back and forth between full frame and panorama modes. Of course, um, the ones that switch, of course, have those little sets of blinds or gates that mask yeah. the top and the bottom of the frame. So is your camera, is yours always pano or is it switch back yeah. and forth? Always pano. Okay, so I've got, I'm just going to go over to my, my stash of Matt Love's cameras, cameras. Hang on, I'm just going to take my headphones yeah. off. Hang on. It's gone. Where is it? I don't know where should it is. We, what should we talk about while he's not okay. listening? So, Okay. There we go. Okay, so I've got my my camera that I'm going to enter the challenge with. Yeah. Uh, we haven't actually gone through all the rules yet, but yeah, mine is the same. Mine is always. I actually thought it had gates and blinds in, but it doesn't. It's always yeah. always on a pano streak. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, so, what is allowed? Examples of the cameras that are allowed in this challenge include, but are not limited to, limited to the Ansco Pix, the uh-huh. Hanamex Pix. The Wide yeah. Pick Panorama, the Helena Panorama, the Ultronic Panorama, the lovely named Panorama Optical Lens 25mm, and any crappy Vivitar Panorama camera, of which I have two here. Uh, so there you go. That's the, that's the kind of camera we're looking for. Very light, um, almost no controls, fixed focus cameras. Um, yeah. And what is not allowed, no X-Pans, no Wide <laughs> Lux, no Linhoffs. Yeah. No horsemen. No, is it oh. horsemans? Horsemans or horsemen? I don't know. Either way, they're banned. Mm. No horizont cameras. Oh. No swing lens cameras. No, they're not allowed. Uh, and there's no yeah. fancy Olympus stylus or Pentax zoom cameras either. So basically, or if, it, if it, not Ricos, not Minolta's, nothing. Now the Minolta mm-hmm. one. I was thinking about the Minolta P's, letting the Minolta P's through, but they use a battery and they actually focus. Yeah. So I don't think I think they're banned as well. So what here we about, go. Can mm-hmm. we use a Lomography Super slump Sampler and have four panos in one shot? Do they? Are they? Okay, let's go. Are they, they made fit of all your requirements? Yeah, if they fit all the requirements. They don't need yeah. a battery. They're fixed focus, made of plastic, weigh less than 150 grams of five ounces. They're in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no problem at all. Uh, so there we go. So what the entries are. Lomography Sprocket Rocket. Again, I haven't used one of those. Do they? Do they? Um, 
Do they need a battery? Uh, not that I'm aware of. They haven't got a meter. The Sprocket Rocket is actually probably one of the LIMO cameras I haven't got. I've got almost Ooh. every other one. Um, Poor man. There you go. The Sprocket Rocket. Yeah. I thought the Horizon Horizon was a poor man's X-Pan. Well, it's got a swinging lens, so... Yeah. Well, yeah, it's true. Not quite the same, is it? Uh, okay, so the details of the competition. The entries open from now until the 30th of April 2020. So you've already won. Yay. we got two months. You haven't sent me any images yet. Oh. Um, so by the deadline... The deadline is the 30th of April. You can email up to four of your favorite panorama images from your cheap plastic pano to matlovescameras.gmail.com. They can be color, black and white, and they can feature any subject that shows off the panorama format well. Uh, And you can also share them on Instagram if you're so inclined. What hashtag should we use for for the uh, Instagram ones? Matt's love panos. Matt loves panos. There you go. Matt, okay, there we go. Matt. Uh, Matt's loves pan. Matt's loves. Matt's love panos. No, Matt. Just put Matt loves panos. Matt loves panos. Okay, I'm I'm topping yeah. this out. Matt loves okay. panos. So M A T T L O V E S P A N O S. Matt loves panos. Okay, that's Yay. good. Now, there's the prize is that there is no prize, uh, but you know, but that might change. That might change. Um, don't get your hopes up, but there might be a prize. And if we get a lot of entries, we could always look at doing some kind of cheap and crappy zine out of all the the, the plastic crappy uh, pictures as well. So that'd be I've pretty a, cool. So I've yeah. got a prize we can give away. What's the prize? The only <laughs> <laughs> the only Sunny Sixteen podcast mug in existence. Oh wow! Really? Okay, there yeah. we go. Okay, so one of the, one of the prizes up for grabs is the only Sunny Sixteen mug in existence, and I'll come up with um, some prizes as well. Probably be because of my the state of my fridge, it'll probably be a, some film. Uh, so yeah. there you go. And um, yeah, like if we do get a lot of entries, opening it up for two months, so from now until the end of April 2020. And if we do get a lot of entries, we can always look at doing some kind of zine. Um, now, what, what we're going to do is this: me and you are going to be the judges. Mm-hmm. So all entries are welcome, and uh, we will have a little bit of a prize ceremony. And me and you, if you if you if you come back on the show, we can judge the uh, the pano pictures together. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. Now we're also going to me and you are going to have a bit of a challenge, and so Ooh. we are going to shoot some images with our plastic panos. Me with yeah. my Vivitar. Which one am I going to use? I've got so many choices here. My Vivitar IC one hundred and one panorama. Yeah, it's a beautiful Chinese camera here. So I've got mm-hmm. that. Listen to this. Oh, it doesn't like actually music. Like Hang on, music here we go. In my ears. Beautiful. Ooh. There you go. So, like a mousetrap. So I've got my Vivitar IC101. You've got your Hanamex Pix mm-hmm. camera. Yeah. And uh, we're going to shoot some panoramic panoramic images, and we're going to choose our four best ones in a little portfolio. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, we're going to invite seven film photography podcasters to vote yeah. on their favourite portfolio. Between us. So, 
yeah, so I'm going to send these images. I'm going to I'm going to send these images to seven. Well, I'm going to send the link out to vote to seven film mm-hmm. photography podcasters. So it could be someone from the Sunny Sixteen. It could be someone from Neg Poz. You might yeah. get Sherry from Embrace the Grain. Who knows? We might get some people. Um, basically, whoever's got ten minutes of their life to kill um, to look over our images, and uh, we'll have a little battle between me and you. Obviously, we've got the old guard, which is you. You've got mm-hmm. literally hundreds of rolls of of panoramic goodness in your veins and we've got yeah. me and i've got my pink flower panorama mm. pictures and that's about it pink flower power pink flower power so there you go so yeah so by the end of april 2020 send in your cheap plastic pano pics to mattlovescameras at gmail.com i'll put a special post up on the website as well at mattlovescameras.com giving all the details of the competition are you excited matthew we're gonna pimp the the pimp out of this we are we are yeah i like it i guess we better wrap this up because you're you're um probably hankering for your horlicks am i right (laughs) no but the bed is calling the bed is calling and you probably need to do a sunny 16 um live instagram video before bed no no that's not gonna happen no okay fair enough Fair enough. Well, thank you so much, kind sir, for being on the uh, the Matt, Matt's Love Cameras podcast. Um, I'm, now, am I, I the first guest? You're the first live guest. Yeah, yeah. I've had call-ins before, but you're the first oh, live guest. Oh, it was Graham. It was Graham. Uh, no, yeah, correct, correct, Graham. Yes, of course, Graham. Yeah, I was thinking of when we recorded over Skype with Graham, and that was a disaster. Uh, and that yeah. didn't get used, but of course we did record in the car on the iPhone. So yes, you're the second, you're the official second guest, um, and you're the second Sunny Sixteen Alma Mater to uh, to appear as well. Well, thank you so much for appearing on the uh, on the show, and um, I'm I'm looking forward to getting you back. Um, getting you back sounds like I'm going to get take my revenge on you, yeah. but getting revenge. you back, yeah. well, it kind of is revenge getting you back on the I'll show. I'll be yeah. watching over my shoulder now. <laughs> you should be. You like should be. Well, that's quite funny because on your Instagram bio it says I am behind you, but maybe yeah, I'll be behind I you. <laughs> I am behind you right now, <laughs> and um, yeah. So we'll we'll judge the uh, the listeners panoramic it's very hard to say panoramic pano images together and we'll also go head to head um in the next so we've got two months all of march and all of april to get the images in hashtag matt loves panos matt loves panos that's right excellent well thank you so much matthew thank you sir and uh well i'll speak to you soon okay bye well, there you go, listeners. That was my chat with Matthew Joseph, owner of the X-Pan that I almost dropped. <laughs> I hope the uh, recording quality was okay. We did jump around quite a lot from topic to topic, and then we circled back around to other ones. Uh, so it's taken me ages to edit this episode. I hope it all makes sense. I'm going to publish it now because I'm going crazy doing the editing, uh, but hopefully it's all okay. And I'll listen back to it later as well to make sure it's all right. Don't forget that on the show notes at mattlovescameras.com, I've got the images that we spoke about on there. You can have a look at my X-Pan handiwork on Kodak Ultramax 400 and I'll put up a separate post on the website about the Pano Challenge. So look out for that as well. I think I've got people in the background mowing the lawn. It's Saturday morning here. Anyway, that's all for this time. Take care. Cheerio. Bye-bye.
Music in the show is on a Creative Commons license. The End by Cassie. Soundcloud.com forward slash Cassie NMZ. Check the show notes for the link.